0: It's the Pacific Rim. Pro Wrestling Podcast, the podcast that takes you from Seattle to Tokyo and all points throughout history. It's Jim Valley from the Seattle area, and we head across the Pacific Ocean, the Pacific Rim, to Tokyo, Japan, and Japan's leading historian, author, and journalist Fumi Saito Fumi. It's been a while.
1: I'm sorry. It's been a while. Hello from Tokyo. How are you? A belated to do this show.
0: A belated New Year's happy birthday to you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> thank you very much Did you yeah, we done? were going to do a yeah, happy new year show but uh, all of a sudden it's the middle of January already yeah it goes fast. Had,
0: you know what it's like we had AEW here in Seattle and Portland <laughs> I had that and I had the whole kidney thing and it was just there was just a lot fur uh, just kind of piled on so I'm sorry about that
1: oh no no it's it's good that it's, there, there are a lot of shows and that's happening so where do you want to start? Well, we have to touch. Oh, it was last year, <laughs> but the Stardom's small palace show on December 29th, because the world, that the red belt, the world title, uh, changed hands. I should say, world of Stardom, that Julia beat Shuri to become new, new champion,
0: which is a big deal. Shuri's been a very dominant champion. I think people have yeah. waited a long year. People have waited a long time for Julia to finally yeah, I guess. hold the red yeah. belt.
1: Yeah, but she's, uh, Julia has always been um, like one of the main star of stardom and uh, they finally got the title. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but then again, it's not over with Shuri and Shuri is still one of the top talent and going to another program against uh, the, the Hashimoto. Yeah she'll be fine yeah like a olympic style wrestler you know turned pro wrestler and uh much heavier and uh it's more like a battle yeah
0: yeah no there's she'll always be near the top even if she never gets the belt again she'll be fine but i think she'll i wouldn't be surprised she holds the belt again at some point
1: yeah yeah at some point i believe that too yes it's a red belt, and also the white belt wonder of a Stardom belt that uh, saya you know, Kamitani is pretty dominant in that, you know, division too, and uh, she's getting so much better. I think. Yeah. And she will be. Um, I'm talking about the Kamitani. She will be one of the break, you know, breakout star, doing more things.
0: Well, I mean, you look at it, all three belt holders, including the high speed title. The singles yeah. titles, you know, Azumi's kind of, you know, carved out her own niche, too. and It's kind of done really Azumi well. Azumi's
1: like your, you know, New Japan's junior heavyweight division.
0: Kind of, yeah. You could see yeah. that. But, I mean, she's kind of been on it. I mean, all the singles belts have been yeah. in very good hands for a while now.
1: Yeah. And also, of course, IWGP women's title, Kairi, is right? more of an international division a bit.
0: Yeah, we'll 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 get into that. But what did you think of the uh, the stardom show?
1: Overall, it was really really like a big show aura. Yeah. the sumo palace. That uh, it, it's the end of the year, but it was not just the December sumo palace show, but it was like uh, their version of well, uh, this is like almost cliche, but the WrestleMania type, you know, and. Uh, yeah, the, sumo pal- the only women's company that, that runs Sumo Palace, the Budokan, the, all these big house building regularly. So uh, Stardom stays on top of women's wrestling, Joshi Pro Wrestling in Japan.
0: Well, not only that, but boy, Stardom has really upped the production value of their shows. I uh-huh. mean, that looked like a
1: big show. With like The entrance ramp and all that
0: Entrances thing. and everything. I mean, that looked like an important show. And um, yeah. if, if stardom Thanks wants to...
1: Like a Bushiroad style, huh? Yeah,
0: if stardom wants to expand uh, in Japan or internationally, yeah, I a, think, you know, you've got to have that big
1: look. Yeah, yeah, it's a important, important. Yeah. Production value. Yeah. And if, you know, this... The stardom's, you know, pay-per-view, you know, thing that it's not a tr- your traditional pay-per-view like your cable or satellite TV, but it's a, the, the streaming, I- internet streaming pay-per-view era, huh? Yeah. So uh, pe- even in Japan, see, traditional pay-per-view was never big in Japan. <clears throat> But it's now that the you everybody's carrying device that they, either your tablet or your smartphone, iPhone or your you know, laptop. That that's where you'll be watching and purchasing your <clears throat> streaming pay-per-view. So the market has changed.
0: Yeah, I found <clears throat> that the show was great. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I wish um, for people who don't watch Stardom is they would have been given a little bit more time in Tokyo, in the Tokyo Mm. Dome at Wrestle Kingdom, to hopefully maybe hook some
1: fans. Oh, okay. The four days later, January 4th, Tokyo Dome, New Japan Show had women's title match, but it was placed on second match of the evening. Yeah. And champion Kyrie's very first title defense at the Tokyo Dome, but they were given only five minutes. And it was just uh, almost a backdrop of introduction of Mercedes money.
0: Yeah, it really was. i tell you what, it was a great five-minute match.
1: You're going to be hard-pressed. With Kyrie's insane elbow signature move. And, uh, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, Tam hit the hit the
0: screwdriver
1: um that was oh, yeah, the very beginning of the match it uh, looks so dangerous
0: that was pretty impressive i mean i think for the couple of minutes that tam was out there i think she made somewhat of his impression she didn't sure. just look like and the way
1: fodder. the tokyo dome crowd reacted with tam nakano's like a german suplex I even mean, they go yeah Ooh, right so it's like this tokyo dome audience have not seen women's wrestling in general. Right, no, I mean, yeah. So
0: Tam Nakano is the real deal. That's what I yeah. was telling everybody. I mean, she was really? put in a bad position, but she made the best of it. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, I don't think it's indicative of anything of of Tam Nakano.
1: Oh no, no, but uh, it was a situation almost like a victim of circumstances kind of thing, hey. and. Uh, They've done what they've done. Right? Well, you know,
0: sometimes in wrestling, um, someone in charge will go, you know, in this case, we need a great five minutes. and that's- Well,
1: it was crammed that the Tokyo Dome, the all afternoon, all day long show, nine matches, and they had this dark match, three dark matches yeah. with this Rumble style battle royal, they had people like Ishii, the Evo, the Great Okan, the Kenta, the the, the Jeff Cobb, the the Yano, the Taichi, the Shingo Takagi Oh, and you know, those guys are not on the card, oh my gosh, right?
0: Right, that says a lot. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. All those guys are are higher up the card
1: than that. That, that, that can be an important match in a situation like this, but there yeah. were, none of those guys were in an important matchup, I mean, for this nine-match lineup. And uh, the show starts like 2.30, but the main show starts 3, but won't be done until 9.30 at night. You know, it's like a six-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah, it was long. And, uh, yeah. and uh, But uh, those guys had to do the... Uh, battle royale like a dark match situation and uh they start with IWGP junior heavyweight uh, tag team title match with people real rush great that the that he'll have his place in new japan tjp you know the francisco akira and the new japan's all at uh, the junior heavyweight division is really strong like a, as if they have like a two two sets of divisions heavyweight division and junior heavyweight division then they they had almost had to place this iwgp women's title match in second match you know but for the uh wrestle i believe there are people uh they only come to wrestle kingdom once a year you know what i'm saying oh i'm sure yeah Oh, the crowd was packed, you know, and uh, it's a big building, but the Tokyo Dome situation in January 4th is more like an institution that uh, people don't normally come to live card. Uh, they'll come in, in January 4th. But that happened to be more casual audience that the way they were, rea- I, I said it before, but the, the way they were reacting for Kyrie's match, it's like, wow, these people have not seen Stardom Show, obvious. And, but it was good to showcase. But it was so so short, and it was almost as if it was for the introduction of Mercedes Money. Yeah. And, and Sasha Banks, Mercedes Money thing is more of a New Japan Bushi Road matter than a Stardom matter. It seems.
0: It certainly seems that way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And also, that's how probably she herself understood wrestling in Japan. See, a lot of people in states pr- probably think Stardom is women's division of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's not, though. Right. Under same Bushiro you know ownership you know, capital. That uh, yes, yeah, two different. This uh, is a New Japan and Stardom, two separate entity. You know, we have to understand that way. But for some reason, the way she was, you know, the Mercedes money, that was like a, uh, a we, we see a lot of things from this thing. That uh, the, the WWE mentality was there. That the entire world is like a part of WWE territory. See, Japanese wrestling and American wrestling is a two, two different business, don't you think?
0: I thought it was weird when Mercedes-Benz did use the term division. Talk yes, about a women.
1: It's like a, and also the catchphrase is everything for today's WWE superstar. Well, she's right. not with WWE, but the, that the mindset is saying, I'm the standard of women's wrestling. I'm the blueprint of women's wrestling. I'm the CEO of women's division. There is no women's division in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. Stardom and New Japan are two separate companies. So yeah. she must have understood that... that stardom is like as, as if it's a women's division of new japan pro wrestling it, it, it really isn't yeah and you can bank on money and that's uh the catchphrase is there and uh, people didn't react to it though really you know i'm not you know like personally attacking that but uh, really at the building uh, at the big Tokyo Dome situations, like, uh, people went like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? It's not like what WWE superstar would expect.
0: So you just think people didn't
1: know who she was? No, not at all. Oh, hardcore fans, of course. But there's a lot of reason for it. Um, WWE right now does not have TV in Japan. Right. Yeah, Talk. well, the zone uh, stopped, you know, uh, the streaming back in 18. Then, 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 uh, J Sports, you know, the Sky, uh, Sky Perfect TV satellite package that they stopped WWE, all the WWE um, programming, uh, 2020, yeah, 2021, then, yeah, and WWE hasn't been to Japan. Uh, 2021, 20, 22. Yeah, because of pandemic, you know, COVID thing, I mean, that the, they haven't had any Jap- WWE Japan tour over three years now.
0: But I mean, Sasha Banks was on WWE TV back then.
1: That might have. Yeah, and then WWE Japan tour too, but not necessarily ever headlined anything.
0: Right, but that might have been her peak, maybe. Um, anyway, so after, yeah. after it was done. Was mm-hmm. there buzz that, oh, she was a WWE superstar? Or did people care afterwards?
1: Yeah, I, well, apparently Bushiro did care about that. That Sasha Bank has uh, over 4 million followers on Twitter and over another 2 million followers on Instagram. That right. the B- Bushiro business division believe in numbers, right? So this talent must move the numbers. And uh, evidently, this tokyo dome King, wrestle kingdom 17 at the tokyo dome uh, was that the most bought overseas uh, pay per view and they gained what the 90,000 unique that the uh, subscriber not the subscriber but the unique buyer
0: i mean i hope as, as i was watching Wrestle Kingdom, and I've been to a couple of them now, and I've seen a number of them. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if I, <clears throat> if I was trying to produce a show for yeah. a WWE audience, I'm not audience. saying I'm not Jennifer. saying change English-speaking world, uh, right? And, hey. Yeah, for the I mean that show needed to be tighter. It was so loose and I'm used to that but if I'm watching this for the first time and I'm not used to a, a new Japan production Long show. yeah I'm just like that show needed it was just like there were just gaps of just waiting and waiting and I I can imagine that um, WWE fans were like in yeah. their minds they're unorganized in the secondary.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what—that's what I thought. All the, yeah, all the important matches like Okada against Jay White, thirty-four minutes. Will Ospreay Kenny Omega match another thirty-four minutes? Justin content another ten minutes entrance and afterward, right? Yeah.
0: But I'm just saying, like they were like, okay, you had the you had the the pre-show, then you have yeah. you have a, a big gap before you start the show
1: then right, you have you, then just, antonio inoki memorial six yeah Men they're just as a dark match
0: there just seemed like it, it. the flow of the show never really got going until like after ah. the women's match um i just felt like you really for that first part until the women's match really got a your best foot forward and i just felt like they didn't (laughs) i'm not saying change the wrestling or speak more english or anything of that nature i'm just saying that show just drug and it hurt i felt probably hurt the energy of people watching that was my
1: perception yeah it would be pretty hard to sit through the show the entire time is what you're saying probably
0: i'm just saying that you got to keep that excitement level up and it just yeah, yeah. for the first that. part of the show they just they just never really got it up or gave you anything to get hooked on
1: yeah well I, but it was every single match after uh, from top to bottom was all title match yeah right and there were three title you know switch yeah and uh, yeah these kinds of things i mean one two three four four title change then yeah
0: i don't know i might have put uh the never open title on first um Probably. just because maybe people would know carl anderson maybe and Tama Tonga. i feel like he's got a lot of momentum and is kind of exciting right now i don't know yeah i'm just talking
1: but I understand that, that the show was really, really long. It just um, no energy. WrestleMania is not even six, six hours, you know? so. But I mean, some
0: things, fans, WWE fans, are used to always something happening. Camera cuts, or
1: some right, or the video clip and and the montage right between right. you know like between matches. Somebody right.
0: dancing backstage saying stupid stuff, or or
1: whatever. the Cody yeah. Rose you know yeah. video or exactly. something like that, right?
0: Something, and they just it just felt like they could have upped the presentation, made it a little tighter. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, very next night they had the New Year Dash thing at o- Otajim, and that was a season premiere, just like the the night you know, night oh. after WrestleMania thing. So it was like, in Japan, it was the New Japan thing. Much like WWE, that a uh, lot of wrestling audience in Japan only watch New Japan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, of yeah. course, hardcore people, you know, the serious fan watch a lot of groups. Yeah. I can't say every single wrestling company, but uh, you watch pro wrestling. Noah, you probably watch all Japan. Some people watch Big Japan, the Dragon Gate. Uh, you know what I'm saying? DDT. DDT. Uh, pro, one, uh, yeah. Bro, yeah. Oh, other women's group. Yeah. Stardom. Not just Stardom, but uh, di- different women's group. Tokyo right. Joshi, all that. Right. And, uh, yeah. It's really hard to follow every single group. There's so many here. But, uh, well, tell me about it. But still, New Japan is so dominant that uh, you know, for this Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom situation, the people who normally don't come to live shows, they come to Tokyo Dome for this New Year, New Year holiday. So, so. after,
0: let's, uh, let's wrap up mercedes Monet sure, here and sure. move on to the rest of the show. But after it was done, the next yeah. day, like uh, in uh, the magazines, everybody talking, did did anybody care in Japan about Mercedes Money?
1: Yeah, and in her um, press conference thing, and they already announced the Battle of Valley that uh, Kyrie against, the champion Kyrie against challenger Mercedes Money uh, for San Jose, California show. Right. Yeah, so the wheels, you know, rolling, and uh, it, 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 they kind of almost use Tokyo Dome title match for their, their backdrop or in, in the introduction for that, you know, next show or something. Yeah. So, but that's hey. probably how um, New Japan will utilize women's division. I, I hey. it just said division, but uh, how how they want to utilize IWGP Women's title. Right. To, to me. The IWGP women's title doesn't really fit in any anywhere in Stardom's lineup right now. Kairi did wrestle at Stardom's sumo Palace show, but he was like a fifth match out of nine matches in the non-title and 15-minute time limit against Utami Hayashishita. And uh, it was like, you cannot beat her. You cannot beat Utami either. And they went 15-minute draw and in the middle of the c- card. Right. And uh, it, it's really hard because they are not about unifying title. They just created IWGP women's title, right? And Rossi obviously wants to keep red belt and white belt. And, and you know, and they a place for that, you know. And where would, it's, it's been the same question all along. For me, its it's been, the, where would they put IWGP women's title in the lineup? You mean in a and card, in a big card? yeah yeah, that's not wow. good you know I, iwgp women's championship it's a world title so Kyrie as a world traveling world champion that's great but and also he, she's a freelancer not exactly stardom roster yeah so probably will be uh, the Kyrie will be working lots of new japan show this year more of like uh I, wouldn't, I don't want to say, but it was a fabulous Mura-Alandra-Blaze-type situation. One title match, among you know, between, sandwich between men's, so, you know, card. Is In she, the, are,
0: are you, so she's not under, is she just have an agreement? Or is she under, like, a Road contract?
1: I don't know the detail, but uh, the the paper suggests, or even the lineup, you know, they, uh, under the name, they put uh, faction's name or where they belong or wrestling company right underneath Kyrie, they free, say it's freelancer interesting free agent yeah Interesting. so publicly free agent gotcha yeah. um yeah
0: so i mean don't get me wrong i hope yeah. all of those unique buys came from mercedes money fans and i hope they love the show and i hope they Support, I think it's
1: like the most of it is Kenny Omega Will Ospreay. I think so, yeah, because they put on on a very special match that was great, yeah, against each other. And very next day, this match Kenny Omega did the complete heel and Will Ospreay, total babyface type situation, yeah. But next day at the auto Gym, this new IWGP. Uh, U.S. champion Kenny Omega and Okada made a tag team for the first time with two champion belt guys in in the same corner. And the, all of a sudden, the, the night after the Tokyo Dome, Kenny Omega was complete babyface that night.
0: Well, I think this is obviously um, part of the evolution yeah. of, of Will Ospreay. I mean, yeah, he already won the title, but... You know, that was a different. I don't. He, he, I think he's still evolving. And um, oh, yeah. this oh, is to
1: build totally, him up. This totally. Totally. Also, a Japanese fan understands his commitment with Japan. Right. More so, more so than uh, Jay White's commitment. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, we got to talk about that. So, yeah. Jay White loses at uh, Tokyo Dome. Yeah. And apparently, he wants to come to America. To, what do you What
1: do you? What do you think? My take, well, probably he, probably does want to come to America. Well, now he lives in Florida, obviously, and he probably wants to go to either AEW or maybe he feels that he can go to WWE. And probably WWE mentality, mindset, will put him in NXT. Probably we don't know, but uh, from looking at the situation in Japan, that Jay White. JY is very special wrestler because he has special connection with Japanese at uh, the New Japan office. That's what's making him very sp- unique position, right? Yeah, I mean he he was their guy. Mhm. And it's New Japan Creation. Yeah. And Okada JY is very much main event of, of Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom because this guy is a New Japan superstar. Without this New Japan connection or relationship and becoming non-New Japan guy and go to America, can he be the same? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then again, he's looking at the whole thing with 30-year-old brain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, just uh, my yeah, take on this is like, uh, let it be. Let Jay White do what he feels like doing, and you know, face the reality.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's his, it's his call. Um,
1: He's choosing, but you gotta yeah. wonder. I
0: mean, you know, New Japan put a lot of time and effort into into Jay White. You know, um,
1: yeah, but it will be him asking back when you know things doesn't go the way he wants to in america
0: i just wonder what it's going to mean for new japan or um
1: any you other know, this is really interesting about wrestling when one guy leaves they don't suffer it's an opportunity for another guy right always you can make will osprey a much bigger star and he has been a much bigger star in the last three years while kenny omega was gone and obviously, they're putting time and e- energy and planning for Tamatanga, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they are going to create more and more Jeff Cobb style, you know, type. And there's a lot of American wrestlers in New Japan Strong and the LA Dojo type guys. They are ready to go, you know, become New Japan American superstars there are quite a few guys that can take that place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a Conor or... Yeah, Clark Garner. Yeah. Or Lawler, yeah. Yeah, Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, yeah, so there are a lot of guys that are hungry for the position. So it's just like the place, will, you know, that the spot will be filled right away. Oh, it always is. Is. that's true. That's a really we good know, point. You know, it's is. like uh, you, you're... I mean, today's like, we were seeing a new Tanahashi in him, right? Yeah, so it was exciting to see Umino and Tanahashi and Keiji Muto made a trio, you know, pretty much for the first time and la- the last time. And uh, well, you know, Keiji Muto's last match with New Japan, they had a huge reaction you know, doing this, um, uh. Umino's doing STF in the middle of the ring and Tanahashi doing the Texas Global Eve and Muto doing the figure four leg lock all at the same time, like a picture-perfect Kodak moment thing. And uh, it was just like very symbolic. Yeah. uh, Handing torch type of moment. Umino will be a huge star, yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. I think so. And there are more guys coming up, too. Not just the Ren Narita, but the guys in the States right now. I'm yeah. a big
0: fan of uh, Uyamura. I, I um, think he's
1: great. Oh yeah, he will be. He'll be somebody. Yeah. I'm telling just, you. I so, mean, those guys, you know, will keep coming back and uh, make like a new debut. It was new character, the new hairdo and new costume. But those are the window dressing. But the new matchups, and they become star in front of. Is grow, grow up as a star in front of the audience that's what's important but this Kenny Omega thing was good that the, coming back first time in four years that the, he basically worked so heel but people were happy to see him back and given the type of match he had with Osprey it's like wow it's like right we, we, we missed this thing yeah yeah, can, can you Omega gave, you know, gave, you know, Dave, he brought a game show, right? A game match.
0: It's incredible. You figure that guy did a best of seven series coming back yeah. from injuries. And yeah, he's can, in theory, do less because it's a six man title matches, but still. And then to pull off, you know, It's so funny because people talk about Omega or anybody of his ilk, even Osprey, as someone, they just do flips or they do gymnastics. That match was not flips and gymnastics.
1: No, no, not just that. Every spot had meaning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was a psychology to it for sure.
1: Yeah, of, of course. So there must be 2020 style match now, finally. Yeah, I, it was brilliant. But also, the Kenny Kenny Omega and Okada making a tag team is signified to the fans that Kenny Omega is here to stay. One more, you know, once again, that we'll will probably anticipate more business with AEW, and and Kenny Omega is making more trips to back to Japan, and uh, he'll be part of the new, yeah, like a new storyline. This, you know, these months to come.
0: Yeah, I think he's there, and I think he's going to be there to either build Will Ospreay or build whomever takes the title off of him.
1: And more of a veteran position taking the challenge from younger guys, right? Yeah, and, and so these young and guys can learn so they much. How turn him babyface overnight? It was like very interesting.
0: At least Kenny Omega, I think he people he can do whatever he wants by now.
1: I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: I also think that, like you said, you know, whoever it is who challenges him for the U.S. title and, you know, eventually wins it, you know, they're going to learn a lot more than likely by wrestling Kenny Omega.
1: And make make new challenges as superstars. Exactly. in In that process. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, what that's all about. very healthy. Yeah, in a way to look at it. Hey, yes um, we should probably talk about. So that was, the- uh, yeah, so that's uh, like a plan for. There's two sets of Yokohama Arena coming up this weekend. Uh, that uh, Saturday and Sunday, the first Yokohama Arena show is New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom Seventeen, like a. Uh, Sort of spin-off kind of thing, right? At the Yokohama right. Arena, and the very next day, progressing Noah's Yokohama Arena, right? That would be right. Muto, uh, great Muta's final bye-bye show. With it's interesting that the great Muta and Sting and Derby Allen teaming up for sixty-man tag team against. Uh, Naomichi Marufuji and Hakushi Ino Shinzaki Jinsei and Akira, Akira Nogami is like a three-character wrestler. I I'm I believe that the Marufuji is coming out with his costume too.
0: Right, which he's done in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Great Muta, Sting, and Derby Allen is like, well, it's a uh, six-man tag team as a main event. It sounds weak on paper, but it's, it's more like a showcasing. Yeah. yeah. And also Derby Allen being introduced is very big you know good thing. yeah, I, th- I would I believe it's great Muta 60 year- old Sting, 64 years old, that the Derby Allen should be doing at least 70 percent of the match in there.
0: One would think he's going to be there to you know do some spectacular spots.:
1: Yeah, and a good introduction for Japanese market.
0: right. <clears throat> and they're passing yeah. on the paint to Darby Allen.
1: Sure, sure. So it's like a passing torch m- moment, and you know three opponents. You know Marufuji with care, you know with costume Hakushi, uh, same Hakushi from WWE, and Akira, uh, not Nogami Akira, but uh, Akira with costume. And another interesting thing is uh, this Pro Wrestling Noahs Yokohama Arena show have women's match for the first time.
0: It is interesting, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Anno and Jungle Kyona and Sumire Natsu, you know, Yuki Himaya from from Ice Ribbon, but it's kind of put together, you know, not Pro Wrestling Noah's Women's Division or anything like that, but it's, you know, it, it shows people that Pro Wrestling Noah's pay-per-view will have some women's wrestling in there. It's Abema TV, streaming TV, you know, pay-per-view, and it's moving towards more and more streaming, right? Not the traditional television, but the... Pay per view means your streaming service pay per view and people are willing to pay forty dollars per show. I hope the women's match market.
0: I hope the women's match yeah. gets some time. Because Natsu Samira, Samira Natsu. She is you like her. God she's funny. She is yeah. she's the one
1: bondage, of the woman she's, costume. But she's yeah. so
0: funny. It's yeah. like she comes out, yeah, she's got the bondage, she's got the cat and dying tails or the riding crop, whatever
1: it is. I I don't like S&M. <laughs> hey,
0: Whatever. And and she does this, I think, for a living, right? She's at these these bars, these SNM. I, yeah. I think she does shows and stuff, but
1: anyway. Yeah, I, I, I believe they have plans for Jungle Kiona, too.
0: Well, Jungle Kiona's great. She's my girl.
1: Yeah, Love yeah. Was well, she Keona. left... You know like right. a stardom completely and now she's like her own and this is the first match back for her it's gonna be great in Japan, in Japan. yeah shit some us so anyway no not so Samira more women's wrestling this year it looks like
0: not so Samira is okay. hilarious and I <laughs> hope I hope she gets a chance to work her shtick. Um I just hope she gets a chance to do that because she's Okay. She's okay. brilliant. Even Dave Meltzer's daughter loved her, so that should tell
1: you. Something. Oh okay. All right. Yeah I was just uh she's not exactly like a good wrestler a good wrestler no, though.
0: No. She's she's uh, um she's a character wrestler. She's yeah who yeah. oh, gosh Um, you know, like, uh, Santino Morella actually has a real background in wrestling, but, you know, someone like that, who's more about comedy and, uh, and a show. Than, than actually you know great moves but I mean she does a bronco buster where she rubs her crotch in your face and she does all yeah. of these these things like that but it all but sets it, up it, it for other comedy.
1: Pro wrestling Noah's audience, like a first-time yeah. audience, yeah. To be watching women's wrestling and probably anticipate the a little bit of a women's matches. Well, from, and she and of, Jungle Kiowa together, a ma- so. women's match for Pro Wrestling Noah's Big Show.
0: No, it's it's a could be a great combination
1: could Be great, yeah, as did do, and also I believe progressing now has a chance in English speaking part of the world, you know. That's the uh, great Muda, yeah, from
0: holding the GHC title, yeah, um, to now these long retirement cards. He has yeah. meant so much exposure for. Yeah.
1: Pro wrestling Noah. It's ridiculous. And January 1st, Budokan show Great Muta against Shinsuke Nakamura was like a miracle yeah. matchup. And it's. Yeah, real really was a big thing here. And it sold out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also, yeah. everybody watched it on ABEMA TV. Yeah. It also tells you that the. That the pay-per-view or the moving image of wrestling is moving towards more and more the streaming and uh, uh, moving away from your traditional television not just technology but that's how people watch wrestling today
0: it's just like you said muta means money every time you guys go out from now on you make him pay because he's had these big, fat paydays. So you make yeah. sure that he, Buy it, he buys because the because wine.
1: This weekend, January 22nd, Yokohama Arena. Then you have February 21st, Tokyo Dome show for the final, final, you know, grand final for Keiji Muto. And the Tokyo Dome, the, the first raw uh, ticket was uh, 500,000 yen. It's like $4,000 ticket sold.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, already in gone. the
1: United States, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, 5,000 dollars for yeah, for no. even boxing match, title it's match in UFC, yeah, uh, tickets expensive in yeah. the states.
0: Yeah, they they uh, remus every chance they get. Um and people pay it,
1: which is crazy, but Right, it's crazy, uh, but that the ticket price went <laughs> pretty much went up in the last five years or so, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: secondary market. People are like,
1: uh, well, Anyway Oh yeah, right. So more big shows coming up this weekend to Yokohama right. show. Yeah.
0: So here's what I wanted to ask you. So yeah? not KJ Muto, but the great yeah. Muta. How yeah. how big of a deal is the face paint Muta character when you talk about the legacy of KJ Muto?
1: Well, Great Muta is part of Keiji Muto legacy. Right. Yeah. But Keiji Muto started out as New Japan, Young Lion. He was sent to America in his, in his rookie year. He worked NWA, and you know, National Wrestling Alliance, just the very end of this territory era. Right, where we with Dallas and Florida. And he went to Dallas and Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto and, Rico well, too, that's right. He came back once but uh, he was sent back to America to work in Puerto Rico and world class ww uh, the, the Texas uh, world class then end of nwa Crockett pro into wcw Clash of champion era that he debuted as great muta you see kage muto without pain doesn't exist in america when he went to america he always had that you know the ninja look right
0: he was the white ninja
1: uh, yeah, and, what, and Black Ninja, uh, yeah, and uh, and also the Great Muta thing started as a almost like a misspelling of the word Muto, M uh, M U T O or M U T A, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the WCW NWA program had Muta, so like, all of a sudden he's Great Muta. Yeah. What
0: a misspelling in a pro wrestling uh, thing! I kid a in a, a pro wrestling. Uh, I would. Um, I can't believe that a misspelling in pro wrestling. Amazing.
1: That's... Yeah, but it's like a, you know. Yeah, if it's... you remember, Mr. Pogo. Everything Onita was Rival mis- He was going to be Great Pogo. Mm, that's funny. Like 15 superstars' name. Right. And T and P misspelled, and he was Mr. Pogo forever. So this is, stuff like this happened in a, in, no. in in wrestling, which is okay. Wrestling programs. Wrestling and Flyers. In the very same year that he became Great Muta, the 1989, he was already a main event of Starcade, If you remember that the mini tournament, one night tournament, right. Flair, Luger, Sting, and Great Muta. Yeah. And that news hit big in Japan in, you know, wrestling magazine, print media. See, I, I was doing the pages uh, back then, and, uh, well, Keiji Muto was doing the main event, WCW, the Major League of Wrestling, and the pay-per-view main event, uh, in one night against Flair, Luger, and Sting, all at one, you know, one night. And, well, of course, he lost all the matches, but the, it was very important to be the main event at American pay-per-view, Starcade. And also all the photos that he was challenging Ric Flair's WCW NWA world title all summer long.
0: So in Japan, when people think of him, do they think of face paint or not face paint, do you
1: think? Non face paint. But he he kept reinventing himself that uh, upon his return in early 90s, he did. Both characters, one night he was Keiji Muto, the serious wrestler, and another event, he was great, Muta, the big, huge heel, you know, blowing mist and uh, hiding, you know, the foreign object in in wrestling boots and doing all these dirty things. And and back then in the 90s, you still had big juice match too, Right. Right. Yeah, so two characters and the new japan insisted of, of doing great muta because the merchandise era had begun and they people are buying great muta gimmick t-shirt that the ninja cap that the the costume that the, everything to go with great Muta character they were selling it you know and uh so g- g- initially cage muto didn't want to do great muta in japan but uh he almost had to. And but the, that gave him like a another dimension, right? And he kept reinventing himself. There was a time he had a serious wrestling match against UWFI, Nobuhiko Takada. He beat Takada to to finish U UWF like almost like a philosophy that was going to change wrestling into legitimate contest. No nonsense. But the Muto beat Takada and really became like standout superstar Then, then then he went back to wcw for monday nitro era and he was part of the nwo too right right then he came back all shaved head head and you know goatee and different costumes another you know reinvention of keiji muto and all japan version of you know from new japan to all japan he was a president of all japan pro wrestling As oh my gosh that he switched side that's a big deal in japan and uh, he really kept in reinventing himself. Big, long legacy. Are you with me? I am with you. <laughs> yeah. So Keiji Muto is so special. Yeah. Obviously. He's the only person that he goes, really goes back and forth. Working in New Japan one night, working progressing wrestling another night, and might be working overseas next week. Yeah. Yeah, and I, Muto besides Antonio Inoki probably is the only one you know, who can do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean his retirements and he, like retirement I said, his
1: tour, is
0: <laughs> whatever you want to call it. His this whole thing, along with his uh, GHC title win, like I mentioned earlier, has I think really helped Noah.
1: No pro wrestling, pro wrestling Noah, right. Pro
0: Wrestling Noah overcome uh not being green anymore, move out from uh the shadow of oh, Misawa. Misawa.
1: Misawa and Kobashi. I think so. Yeah. Um and, and well, of all places he landed in Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And GHC title. And also he case this uh WWE, Superstar, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, the single match thing. Yeah. And following, you know, two weeks later, you have AEW Sting and the same progressing North thing. It's not really a company and company thing. It only took place because it's about Muto. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Now I mean, he can go beyond these boundaries. Who would work WWE people and AEW people all at the same time? Yeah. Do people because know they help Muto? Yeah, it's cause.
0: That's the other question I had was about um, do people know how often was um, Hakushi used in Japan? I don't even know, to be honest.
1: Oh, probably once a year or so. Yeah. He still it's... works full time as yeah. a Jinsei Shinzaki right. with Michinok Pro Wrestling. I knew. He that. also runs like a three ramen houses and all that. Yeah. He still at the same.
0: Yeah, it's remarkable.
1: Yeah, you saw him in Japan a couple looks, years ago.
0: It's ridiculous how much he looks the same. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's smart, I think, to do that because it sets mm-hmm. the expectation and the theme of the match, I think. But you know, getting back to pro wrestling, Noah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they've got Jake Lee there now. They've got right. that very uh,
1: strong addition.
0: They got that guy uh, Jack Morris. Keonia. Yeah, Kiyomiya. I mean, who's this? St- yeah, I mean they've got. Uh, I.
1: Well, actually, they got the Kazuyuki Fujita, the Sakuraba, the Masakatsu yeah. Funaki, the all the you know like MMA legends from. Two thousands. Yeah. No, I. Th- yeah.
0: I think that Muda has really benefited. Pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, jeez, those guys guys could I know who knows
1: could all yeah with regular english commentary and english play by play nor will be as good as new japan was with ax tv quite possibly quite possibly yeah if they have a regular tv program or regular feeding on on on, on Insta, that the streaming service with regular english speaking play by play and and commentary people watch it right I would think so. Mm-hmm. Same goes with stardom. If stardom creates regular English-speaking play-by-play and commentary with, with inf- all the information and storylines, the people can watch stardom regular, yeah. re- on a regular basis.
0: But I mean, stardom you can still follow even without the commentary, but I think it would help. I think there are some fans, that would when you and I yeah did commentary you know our strategy was to talk to new fans and i think some i think some long-term fans were very upset by that and that's and i'm not criticizing that's okay i understand why they were but i'm just saying that you put in english commentary and i think there will be some fans who are just going to yeah, turn picture. it off. They're not going to want it. Oh, I agree. Look, I think what we did was the right strategy. But that said, you know, there are people who follow it themselves and didn't need
1: or yeah, want the, the, the our small, help. A small number of hardcore fans are very vocal. They oh, yes. seem more vo- vocal on social media. Oh, yes. It's not about the big picture. I know. Really.
0: I, I could take it. I'm fine. I'm just saying that... You know, that's probably going to be a bump, a small bump in the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the stardom uh, will be really be, can be big in, in, in all over the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And women-only company. See, WWE doesn't even have women's-only show. It's always women's oh. division, right?
0: Well, and I also think that there's, you know, for example, I've seen criticism online that mm. AEW on its TV shows rarely has more than one women's match. Yeah,
1: and right. it's like one, one or two match. At yeah.
0: most. And it's like, if you want more female wrestling content for the, at least for the time being, I don't know, maybe things will change. I, I can't say I'm not in charge, but,
1: um, yeah, well, you know, well, well, stardom there, can fill there that gonna niche. Be, always going to be some people that who's against having women's matches in there too. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, because I'm a big women's division fan. Oh, I so. think that
0: stardom has been absolutely great. I mean, it's it's very funny how when you and I yeah. started talking more and more about stardom, Dave was like, eh, the wrestling isn't as good as all Japan women. <laughs> and slowly over time, yeah. I think he and other people, have uh, you know followed
1: well, start recognizing this, it and yeah. also they don't involve any superstars from yester years they're all new stars yeah. new wrestlers yeah i mean complete different faces different wrestlers Dude. all new brand new era of women's wrestling right yeah. speaking
0: of that give my love the next time you see Bull
1: Nakano. Oh, of course. Uh, in fact, she had birthday just last week and I, you know, I sent her a message and she wrote back right away on the LINE, you know, that the app we have. In right. Japan, now she's 55. That, that she's like, well, let's yeah, it's like let's get together for lunch or something, you know, this year for sure. We, we talked about it last year and we never did. So, well, I'll see I'll go see her this year. <sighs>
0: She has and birthdays, Baldacano. She looks ageless. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even look like she was a wrestler. No,
0: <laughs> she doesn't walk weird. And you figure she wrestled a very, very high impact physical.
1: style. Very physical, physical style.
0: That leg drop off cage. All the. I, yeah. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, with 200 pound body. Right. Yeah, she now she weighs, what, uh, 130? Maybe. Ups, yeah.
0: Yeah, tops. Anyway, hey, uh, Great well, Muda's... we have
1: to touch upon Johnny Powers.
0: We will do that first. I I'm to do this real quick. Okay. Great Muda's final, Kreiichi Muto's final, final match. Any, at the Tokyo Dome. At the Tokyo Dome. Any inkling yet of an opponent?
1: Um, I think they already have an opponent But they're not announcing it Okay And it's a huge deal And they uh, I thought initially That uh, at this This coming Sunday's Yokohama Arena Pro Wrestling Noah show Right after this thing W and Great Muta You know, the six-man tag team match They were going to have a video letter or something But they, I don't think they're announcing it until following following week, oh okay, yeah, but I think it's all done deal.
0: So you think it's a big opponent?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, they think the, his the Keiji Muto's retirement match will be as you know bigger than Antonio Inoki's retirement match, if not, you no, know, just as big as Antonio Inoki's retirement match, if not bigger. Is what I'm saying. All right then.
0: That's what I was curious about, because we had
1: talked. Yeah, to- yeah, because uh, I, <laughs> I I kind of have an idea, but uh, they haven't announced it. They're so careful about it. Right. And uh, But it's, uh, you know, is- they've been working. Yeah, and then uh, they, they, I think all the plans are done deal, but they are not going to announce anything until after Yokohama Arena. So is it the same idea? I think so oh my gosh all right well yeah then, but they do have a couple backup idea too <laughs> i'm sure they do yeah anyway maybe but it'll be huge it'll be huge idea. Oh, yeah. I, I,
0: craziness all right yeah. 2023 is the craziest year and we're only in the middle of january
1: it's oh god yeah but the, the great muta and keiji muto thing is huge and uh well, he really is retiring. Yeah. You know, he was the biggest superstar in our time. Yeah. yeah. And the biggest yeah. one that's still wrestling. That now was- he's 60, though. You know, Keiji Muto 60. I've been watching him since he was, what, 22? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we should talk before we go about Johnny Powers.
1: Yes. Johnny Powers hasn't been a huge star in America and altogether, he, he retired, uh, retired from wrestling back in 1982 and never associated with the wrestling community. So it's been 40 years. But uh, the, the, what's so important about Johnny Powers in Japan was that uh, his similarity and, and his personal connection with Antonio Inoki. See, Antonio Inoki was born February 20th of 1943. Johnny Powers was born March 20th of 1943, only, only one month apart. Okay. And he, Johnny Powers debuted back in 1963 when he was, to, uh, well, the first pro match Johnny Powers had was when he was 17, but the turned full time pro when he was 20. And for this very rookie years, like 21, 22, he already challenged S. for a world title and had a Body Rogers, you know, single match, world title match. And, you know, he was a working program with people like Johnny Valentine. And what's important is that, he got into promotional uh, promoter side of the business when he was only 22 23. much like antonio Inoki was the the, the promoter and the uh, sacho the president of tokyo pro wrestling tokyo pro wrestling is a short-lived very first outlaw wrestling company in japan against establishment antonio Inoki started tokyo pro wrestling when he was only 23 and very first store the Tokyo Pro Wrestling had in October of 1966, Johnny Valentine and Johnny Powers was in it. And fast forward a little bit, when... Inoki started New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972, he was isolated that uh, none of the American established promoter would help him, because n- n- Nippon Pro Wrestling, JWA, and soon to start Jan Baba's Old Japan Pro Wrestling so strong, you know, they had so such strong connection with NWA affiliates and establishment NWA champion, even Jan Baba had that connection with Varangani as AWA, and at the time, WWF WWWF, Bruno San Martino, and all these things. and New Japan could not book any superstar talent from America. Are you with me on that? Yeah. Yeah. and Korogachi was the only one helping him. but the korogaach as a, as a god of wrestling, wasn't much of a promoter promoter that to bring name talent from America. And around that time period, it was Johnny Powers and Pat Patterson, the only two American superstars that would help Inoki. And uh, first, that they created NWA North American Tag Team Championship. That the champion was Johnny Powers and Pat Patterson, and they had NWA name on the tag team belt. That even Inoki wanted to be a member of NWA. You know, once upon a time. Anyhow, that uh, Friday night eight o'clock TV Asahi's prime time wrestling program always talked about there are four major league in America. NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, AWA, Bernagas, you know, AWA, and WWWF in New York. And fourth major league was NWF, National Wrestling Federation. And world champion was Johnny Powers. And Johnny Powers came in in November, uh, December of 1973 and dropped the title to Antonio Inoki. And you would think, you know, Japanese wrestler winning world title in Japan probably like a week later, He'll drop it back to America before the champion goes home, cause that's much what always like, happened. Yeah, much like when Jan Baba beat Jack Briscoe for NWA title on televised match. Great, he's a you know very first and only in NWA uh, at the time NWA world champion was the closest thing to undisputed world championship, right? And uh, Jan Baba will quietly drop the title at the end of the tour on non televised match, and the champion goes home he did that a couple three times you know against right. briscoe a couple three more times with harley race anyhow that uh, when johnny powers dropped nwf title it stayed in japan for the next seven years so it was like a like almost like a miracle in early 70s that uh, antonioke becoming a real huge superstar is a uh, three years before muhammad ali fight you know and uh, this nwa title became New Japan symbol, like, you know, the, the, when you talk about New Japan Pro and King of Sports, the Antonio Inoki, NWF World Heavyweight Champion, the championship actually existed in America, not not nearly as big as NWA, WA, WWF, but uh, that title actually stayed in Japan. Well, of, of course, New Japan and Antonio Inoki purchased it from Johnny Powers, but the uh, johnny powers kept the promise you know you would think you know that the champion goes back home and start defending that his version of nwf title right you'd think maybe no because oh, the news traveled so slow in the 70s you know that the title switch happened in japan but the uh, american champion can still be american champion back home that kind of thing uh, but uh, johnny powers kept his promise and never ran NWF shows uh, back in Cleveland, Ohio. And NWF title became New Japan's household name title for the past, you know, for the next seven years. Antonio Inoki had the, you know, he defended title all over Japan and all, actually all over the world. He brought the title to Brazil. And in Sao Paulo, Brazil, he had a title match against Under the Giant, Under the Giant of the challenger. He kept the title. He brought the title all over the world. Uh, not, not just all over Japan, but all over the world. And we brought the title to Mexico, Went you know, brought the title to Madison Square Garden, brought the NWF title to Korea, to Mexico, all over the place. And had a program against people like Taiga Jit Singh, and it was NWF heavyweight title that the Stan Hansen's very first major title in Japan he beat Inoki, 79 to become NWF champion that made Stan Hansen a huge name in Japan and and this Johnny Powers actually was a historical figure in that that the, he had a historical title match against Antonio Inoki and he really lost the title for televised match and he, well, he gave, you know Uh, Every other year or so, he came back to Japan and challenged Inoki again as a former champion. And uh, he was part of 1990's Antonio Inoki's 30 Years in Business Greatest 18 Club Ceremony. Uh, with people like Andre, Stan, Billy Robinson, Luthes, Nick Bakwenko, Hiro Matsuda, that uh, William Ruska, of Holland, you know, Dutch World Judo Champion, and Johnny Powers in that package. Oh, with Johnny Valentine too, and that was the last time he came to Japan. And he pretty much retired in 1982. So it was—it's been 40 years. Johnny Powers never really associated with wrestling community after that. So um, this is almost like forgotten, right?
0: Wasn't pretty much the NWF non-existent? Yeah. Wasn't he pretty much done anyway when he went anyway, to Japan? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah? But uh, if you if you see the old, real old wrestling magazine like Wrestling Review from early seventies, he was on cover of the magazine, and also those old magazine had the ranking NWA ranking, AWA ranking, that the WWF ranking, and had a fourth place NWF. Top 10 ranking thing. So, mm-hmm. it, so for a while, he was almost treated equal to th- three other major companies you know, or organizations. I mean, but it only he only exists in Buffalo, New York, and in uh, the parts of Ohio.
0: Well, and you think about, um, you know, Baba, because of his great relationship with the NWA, you mentioned, you know, in All no-
1: the establishment, right?
0: Yeah. Inoki could never get. A real WWF w- Champions. uh, championship title reign. He has one now. Um, they sort of rewrote the history books, and it doesn't really matter. It's fine that he that they now say <laughs> that he was one. I mean, it's it's not a real title. It doesn't. You know, it's his his reign is as legitimate as anybody else's it's fine that in memoriam they've done that um i'll bet you bob backland's fine with it too but
1: um, right right you know you can yeah, say su- the, 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 when enoki passed the the only few hours later that the uh, WWE SmackDown announced it, like uh, in memory of Antonio Inoki and Corey Grave talked about, you know, it's not an official record book, but the, he did beat Bob Ackland in Japan. He was the, one, the only Japanese superstar that held WWF title. Right. So it kind of rewrote the history, but the, now it's... There's nothing wrong with that.
0: There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. Inoki won the match... Um,
1: it's fine i think it's cool and relinquish the title and yeah, yeah and then uh, at the time it was controversial but uh, yeah now that there's 40 years later that
0: uh, you don't have the politics anymore
1: yeah i think so yeah so johnny powers was is a very historical figure in japan yeah. and what's interesting is that the, the birthday is only one month apart and inoki passed in october 1st you know last oh. year and Johnny Paz passing December 30th of last year. It's like, this is clearly end of an era. And uh, that NWF belt looked... Yeah, it's but was a famous belt, the Eagle design right, belt.
0: Looks not unlike the WWF title looks not like At the time. a number. I mean, even titles in Florida, it's those uh, cast.
1: Or the Toronto. M- yeah. Like, the, like Detroit. yeah, Toronto. There's a bunch of belts that look like that. Um, look like that, yeah, yeah. The, so the that Mol- was like a very 70s look. I
0: think it's the mulkovich belts.
1: I think it's Yeah, the, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I like that because yeah. none of the belts look like that anymore. Right, those are cool People belts. call it like a Bob Acklin's, you know, right. belt. Yeah. Or Bruno or whoever yeah but oh yeah everybody had this that that design around that time period
0: i have a miniature one up in uh one of the offices you have miniature right i do it's like a keychain or a cell phone charm or something (laughs) that i bought (laughs) at the new japan store i yeah i think i bought it in oh seven i think i've had it that
1: long I'm pretty sure. So it's uh, Antonio Noki's, like uh, in his prime time, that was his belt until the whole IWGP plan started. And that was good that the, every single title, like a North American title, the Asian heavyweight title, that uh, the whatnot, that all, they all retired those belts to create IWGP. So it, it, it has a connection with today's history too.
0: Actually, I think yeah. I have the belt here now that I mentioned it. I just can't find it. It's in this room.
1: <laughs> okay. Very good. Hang on.
0: There it is. Yeah. I found it. E.J.? Hey, there it is. Yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a cell phone charm because everybody in 07 had these white cell phones that had like a little... A hook on the top
1: where you that, could yeah you can have keychain or something right to saying.
0: identify your phone
1: because before before everything became your iphone smartphone
0: right there were they were just like yeah these everybody had these white these white cell phones yeah this is a yeah. cell it's an nwf cell phone charm you could also <laughs> you, you could also okay. put it
1: that the cell phone that falls right
0: you could also put it on a figure but it's kind of hard to do that, but because I've tried.
1: But okay, yeah, I'll show well, it. I have, I I'll show have a it couple this More week. miniature belt for you, and you come over next time. You
0: know, there's talk. There's talk. I'll just say that there's talk. <laughs> so. All right. Is there anything else we should cover? We haven't discussed.
1: Uh, we did the uh, Stardom, the Tokyo Dome, the uh, Great Muta, Johnny Powers. We, I think we covered pretty much everything we need to cover today.
0: Alrighty. Well, I will. I'll do better now that uh, I'm hopefully going to get my kidney, and uh, <laughs> AWA or uh, AW won't be here for a while. But uh, okay. And uh, I'll work on some other stuff that we've been talking
1: about. But yeah, and then I'll be going to Yokohama Arena show this coming weekend. So.
0: Okay. Well, we'll get your thoughts on that one the muta yeah. the muta one
1: yeah definitely
0: i'll be curious um how people react to darby for the first time i'll be curious
1: right right so and i i believe he'll be in the ring a lot so we'll see her. all right how can people get in touch with you on social on twitter at fumihiko dayo f-u-m-i-h-i-k-o-d-a-y-o fumihiko dayo, on twitter or just fumisaito on Facebook. Message me first.
0: There we go. I'm Jim Valley on uh, Twitter. You can find me there. Until next time. So long from Tokyo.